Hello and welcome to Tech Bits, a new podcast from Atama, transformational technology for the modern workplace. You may have already listened to our sister podcast, The Cube, from Academia of the Technology Group, which Atama is a part of. If not, have a search on your chosen podcast platform and hit subscribe. Although please bear in mind, the Cube is more education technology focused, whereas on TechBits, it's all about business. I'm James Dancer, technical director of the group. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about how Apple devices work in the modern workplace, why people want them, how to get them, how to manage them, how to finance them, and ultimately what to do when they're end of life. And for some reason, we're filming this one, right? Any idea why we're actually filming this? No? You've been quiet? Okay, cool. So we're filming this one, um, which means if you want to see what we're doing, um, there will be a link in the podcast description. So feel free to give that a click. And uh, yeah, if you're that kind of person that actually wants to see our faces, then absolutely go for it. Right, that's the end of the scripted bit. So onwards into uncharted territory. Well, kind of semi-guided by me, I guess, but we'll see how we get on. So intros. Keith Martin, to my left, uh, is a technical sales manager at Atama. We have Julian Fern bringing the East London vibe to the table. So Thank you, James. Yeah, expect some rhyming slang, some jelly deals, and probably some... Or Lummy Mary Poppy. <laughs> some my old man said follow the van at some point as well. Um, and Tom Needham, who is head of sales for Revive IT at Atama, and we'll explain what that is a little bit later. In the room, we also have Ryan from our marketing team to make sure I don't say stuff I'm not supposed to, and we'll see how that goes. Good luck with that, Ryan. Um, and we have Matt and Joe filming as well. So on to the topics of today. Why Apple in business? Like, why, why are we talking about this? So I, I think it comes from choice and it's okay. perhaps starts with the consumer element of choice. Um, we all, well, a lot of us have these things here. Uh, that is that's an iPhone. That's an iPhone. Okay. For those that don't recognise one, or realize, just, realize, just listening, don't forget. Those, yeah, right, yeah. This yeah, is a podcast, you. right? So you have to explain the visual stuff. Keith holds iPhone into the air. So a lot of people have an iPhone, have had an iPhone, seen an iPhone, see people using iPhones. Yep. Um, Apple have done an amazing job at um, inviting more consumers in to use the technology. And, yeah, you know, absolutely. They come from that that mindset. Um, I'm, I'm probably going to misquote Steve Jobs here, which is probably not the great thing to do, but I think the gist of what he's saying was that you start with the person that's using something, the technology yeah, it's all to about do the something. user, isn't it? It's, and uh, yeah. you apply what makes sense to yeah. from a technology point of view. And uh, there's more to it than we can... I agree. And also, yeah. I think we've got people who sort of, they, they're going to work the way they want to. And, and, yeah. and, and the Apple ecosystem gives them that opportunity. And I think the other thing we, we talked about before is empowerment. Uh, empower the employee to make that choice. Yeah. Um, so they know how they want to work in the environment they work within. But more importantly, how, how they can go and, and, and broaden um, what they do and also make uh, smarter business decisions. Yeah, and I think a lot of that's been made easier now by so many different systems moving to the cloud and being web-based. So you're not now quite as restricted um, by the operating system you're using as you were previously. So if you're a business making a choice on what device to use, you'd be thinking about what do I have to use because of the application suite that I'm using. So now even like finance systems and stuff are in the cloud, you can get to them from any device on a web page, which means employees at a business or a business can actually have pretty free choice about what devices people use. And, you know, we know Apple are, are popular devices anyway. We literally all have them here around the table. This isn't a setup for this discussion. These are genuinely our, our devices. Um, but it means you can use things like Apple Handoff. Any of you guys use Handoff at all? I've done it without realising. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's, but it, I think that's a great application of technology. I, you, you can be uh, 
find something on an internet, a URL, or I'm copying some text on my phone and I go to paste and it's just automatic. I'm thinking, how yeah. am I going to paste this thing? And suddenly it's pasted what I've selected from my phone straight onto my Mac. Yeah, the first time that happened to me, I didn't even realise it was a feature. I should have done, but I didn't realise it was a feature. <laughs> and so I was on... Before it was magic. Yeah, magic well, yeah. No, it's weird. I was on <laughs> Safari on my phone on a web page, and then I was on my Mac and then the little Safari icon popped up and, and it was in a separate place. And so I wonder what that is. I clicked a button and up comes the web page I was looking at on my phone. Yeah. And one scared me to start yeah, off yeah. with. I was wondering how it happened. But then it's so useful when you're kind of writing an email or you're, you know, visiting a web page or as, as Keith said, and you're using an iPhone, you can then switch to an iPad, you can then switch from the iPad to the Mac. Um and everything's pretty seamless. And I think that ultimately is where Apple are really successful, right? It's the, the that, suite does, just works. Does that not make you more productive, you know, and, and we talk about sort of get more done. Um, yeah. So you talk about stay connected. You mentioned about the cloud and yeah, yeah. and how you and, and utilize the device in that way. Share ideas, a way way we can share content between each other, and how we can allow, collaborate with, with with the Apple ecosystem. And as I said before, get more done. And you know, the mobility piece for me is that um, it drives us to 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 be the best we can be. I think from from the quality because it's easy to use. As you just said, there, a, I didn't know it happened. It happened. Yeah. And secondly, we all got our devices out of the box, and guess what? They just worked. Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think so on the mobility bit. Um, that's a huge thing for businesses nowadays because all your stuff's in the cloud. So you want to be able to be mobile, and the way you're going to be mobile is with mobile devices, right? So the fact that Apple have a whole suite of products, mobile devices, as well as you know uh, notebooks and desktops and things that all just work. It kind of makes sense if you want to engage in the ecosystem. Um, I looked this up actually before the uh, before the podcast um, about when the iPad was originally released, and it was April 2010, which is 2010. crazy. I just, I just started <clears throat> working then. You just yeah. started working. Yeah. I yeah. just left okay. school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I'm not going to make a comment on how old I am because I'll look stupid. Um, but yeah, nine years ago, right? And I don't think I've ever really found a time recently where I've thought this is a new piece of technology. It's just like tablets have always been around or more specifically the iPad feels like it's always been around now. And it's so ingrained in how people live their lives. Um, you know, even you've got, you know, kids know how to use iPads from a really young age. But what, it's what it's doing. It's a tactile yeah. thing. Yeah. This, this yeah. was a big difference from using a computer to using a tablet was mm. the fact that you had something in your hands that fed back to you visibly and you could interact with your finger. Yeah. You know, you, you were literally hand to eye interacting with technology, whereas before, you, you know, um, again, show my age here to get anything done on a computer, you'd have to type something in, yeah. maybe even code or something like that. And yeah. that's as uh, a father of three kids, you see kids using these things and um, they are even more innately use getting more out of it and yeah they and just scary. get it don't they they get it really really quickly as well yep. like you don't even need to tell them how to use an ipad totally they just know they but just touch the tv screen thinking that it's interactive well, by mistake it's also bad if they get hold of your <laughs> iphone as a parent because then they oh, know yeah. how to do everything that's you know that's I on have it. Nothing but, to hide. but you also look upon um how, how evolving the education system uh, i yeah, think early days true. people weren't quite sure what yeah. the outcome looked like uh, and would say nine years on down the line, it, it, it's 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 quite commonplace. I think in the yeah. workplace, I think it was an executive toy. Yeah. The reality is now with the hundreds of thousands of business apps now being designed mm. on the Apple Store, and how they can actually influence a business decision, how they work, and yeah. and how, and how their their own internal ecosystem operates. I think we just we've moved on so far over the in, in those nine years, mm. and probably in the last two or three years, even further to a place where 
the iPad doesn't look out of place in, in a working environment. It's not, yeah. it's not a, a secondary product. A lot of people are using iPad, for example, as their primary device. Well, it's interesting as well, you say, like in the education sector. So obviously, it's I'm a part of the academia group, um, and academia deals with the education sector as well. And so what we see now is schools are going one-to-one with iPads. So, you know, we've been involved ourselves and other guys as well, the hats on projects like that. And so what you're getting now is kids leaving school and then going to secondary school and university, having used one of those devices for pretty much their entire career through school. So if you're a business that then says, right, okay, go over there in that corner with that desktop PC, one, you're behind them, which is a bad thing. Two, you're not going to get the right kind of employees that you want, which are good employees who will want to naturally use the technology they're used to and the technology that makes them the most productive. Um, but it's interesting because previously, education kind of used to follow business, right? So if you remember, what, 10, 15 years ago, business would be on the cutting edge of enterprise and yep. you know they'd be taking on all the new technology and then the education sector would be not playing catch up, but I don't think the adoption was as quick as it was in business. And now it's almost the other way around. So we'll go into a school and all the kids will have an iPad. Totally. Uh, the, the phrase millennials, I don't particularly like. It's, it's Generation Z. We've been past yeah. millennials. Yeah, millennials yeah. 2000. Yeah. You know, we're now Generation Z. I was going to say, yeah. if, you're, if you're going to talk bad about millennials, I technically count as one. By okay. Well, I'm not okay. going to talk about, bad about anyone, but, uh, <laughs> but I think it's whatever generation it is, they're using the technology they grow up with. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, um, and I, I think that you absolutely hit the nail on the head if a business is thinking, well, I'm going to give you this thing to use, so mm. therefore you will use that. You're wasting your time. Um, a quick yeah. example I'll, I'll, I'll kind of give around that is that in the past, when I've talked about technology, um, people find a way, you know, like in Jurassic Park, life finds a way. People find... <laughs> so oh, no. that really the reference you're going to yeah, use? Yeah, I'm going to stick with it. Okay. Yeah, I'm, 1974, I'm thank you. <laughs> Re-release. Um, <laughs> the main thing is, is people will find a way to use whatever is they can use to do the thing they want to do. Yeah, yeah that's um, true. And you can't stop that as much as you might think you'd like to, and as much as an IT department might think, I want to control what people do, it, the, the more you kind of put a, a grip on something, the more people will find a different way to do things. And I had this exact conversation with an IT director this very week. Okay. Same kind of content, same kind of discussion. And it, it's a realisation for that IT director um, now that that's a, that's a real thing. But we should be telling more people that that's the way it is. And yeah, is and there's a, there's a big thing about, like, you know, Jules mentioned millennials, or one of you guys mentioned millennials. I wasn't really listening, to be honest. But, you know. It was me. So we spoke collectively about millennials. Um, and of a lot of the studies that have been done, um, a lot of the things that a millennial classes as value when they're working in a business isn't necessarily salary. So we've mentioned this on a previous podcast. Um, and if you think about people being employed now that are, that are young, that millennials, Generation Z, all of that stuff, things like lifestyle um, is a really, really big pull for the kind of company they want to work for. So if they're given a device that allows them to work in the way they know and the way they're, you know, they, they want to work, um, and they're in a business that has embraced that, then you're likely to attract the kind of people that want that, which are the best kind of people. So I kind of touched on this earlier, but it's a it's a kind of a bigger topic, really, because everybody wants the best people. But to do that, you have to attract the best people. And this is definitely one of the ways to do it is give them the right technology. But can mm. I just, re- just reiterate to back to what Keith was saying about sort of the IT department? I think um, nine years ago, 
the IT department struggled how to look after, support, and manage uh, mm. a mobile device, an iPad, an iPhone. Yeah. Um, they would they would look at the the call for school stuff, quite sure what they're going to deliver, don't know how to do it, so we left them in the cupboard. Um, that we've moved on such a such a vast totally. di- yeah distance in those nine years. Yeah. Where it becomes a part of that sort of IT suite. I think we mentioned it before, again. We 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 enjoy as a business making uh, their IT directors feel sort of like they're they're champions again. They're they're, they're leading the way instead of catching up on or oh, I'm not sure how to do that and the second yeah. point is going back to um, nine years I think in nine years regards to second hand devices um, we've seen now more such a footfall of of those not stage um, iPad 1 iPad 2 but sort of the air, the air range and onwards we've seen that coming back and people are not just going yeah, yeah. I'm just going to refresh it no give it back I'm actually going to refresh it so I want to go again so the experience we're seeing is people have on that journey they're, they're, they're bought into the, the benefits of the business they're bought into the ecosystem which is Apple yeah. but more importantly um, that their, their whole company is moving in a way that they now can't do without yeah and, and I yeah. think there's another concept that, that, that we're talking about here also is, is who's in charge of this stuff you know, there used to be one person who's in charge of all the phones. There used to be one person who's in charge of all the desktops. Oh, I know person. where you're going with this. Yeah, you know, I'm going yeah, with this. This is the old okay. one. But there used to be that, that this horizontal management by yeah, device yeah. type thing. And I think yeah. that that has changed radically. And, and Apple have driven that by creating an ecosystem that everything kind of falls in line with. Yeah. So it makes more sense to think of all my Apple products. Uh, and, and this is how I deal with mm. it because if you think of it in, in lateral lines and then you're trying to think of different technologies to, to, to apply to it, you're going to fall into the trap of having to do one thing for one and a different thing for somebody else. It makes sense if you've, if you've got that whole way of working. So that is a wonderful segue into the next thing I have in the notes that we should probably talk about. Why don't we treat it as a wonderful segue then? Should we? Yeah, so I'll, I'll undo that. We'll pretend we've edited that and we'll go, so how do you manage devices in... Uh, in an establishment, in a business. No idea. Enterprise. How do no. we do okay, that? Okay, well, oh, you, yeah. can, you can leave then. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> so, so yeah, no, I think you're right. I, 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 it, the wonderful segue is great because I think that if you treat each of, we, we think of three ecosystems, Apple is the one that we'll uh, focus on. Mm-hmm. Um, everything can be managed in the same way. Um, we use Jamf as a preference for, for an MDM tool mainly because it reaches quite deep into each of those technology yeah. areas. It reaches deep into what it can deliver for uh, a mobile device like an iPad and an iPhone, but also very deep in what it can do for the Mac. Yeah, so you were talking about you know the ecosystem and managing via ecosystem rather than by product type, right? Yeah. So um, one of the things I wanted to talk about is Apple Business Manager, um, and that's because it is kind of the the piece that sits between the device and mobile device management so we'll go into mobile device management and and what that is fully in a little bit but mainly using apple business manager allows you to control things like apple ids so when we were talking before this we were talking about you know in a, in a business people might already have an apple id that they use personally and then the question is do i use my personal apple id am i going to be given one how's this going to work how am i going to get apps if i've paid for apps how is all that stuff going to fit together um, so using Apple Business Manager allows us to effectively have a, um, a managed set of Apple IDs that work across all Apple devices, regardless of, of which they actually are. And you can even integrate that with Azure Active Directory now. So they're kind of, you know, they automate the creation process um, of these IDs and do things like password sync, um, which kind of undoes one of the, um, uh, the situations you had to deal with before putting Apple devices in business by saying, right, here's a, here's a tool, here's a solution for it. 
Um, which leads us things into like you know apps and books, um, which. Were we going to start a tally of how many times you, I you got say it the wrong. old terminology? I got it VPP and DEP. Yeah, yeah. So um, this used to be called the Volume Purchase Program. So do you want to give us a bit of an insight as to what that is, Keith? Yeah. Um, and, I, and I think also, just to come on the back of what you're saying, I think mm-hmm. that I don't think that somebody who starts with a company thinks to themselves, hmm, shall I use my Apple ID? They will just use their Apple ID to do a thing. Yeah, that's Going true. back to my earlier point of people just do what they know how to do. Mm-hmm. And it needs to be the, the, the organizational business behind it that says, hey, we've prepared an Apple ID for you. Mm-hmm. This is when you want stuff. And yeah. here's the tally we do of how many times I say stuff. And things. Stuff and things. Yeah. When you want <laughs> stuff, um, this is where you go to to get the stuff you need. And this is how you do the stuff that you're doing. That's five. That's pretty good, right? Um, <laughs> but it, it, but it's, it's entirely that. And, and VPP or, or apps and books, it is now. That's two. Corrected there. Um, <laughs> Is great because a organisation can um, pay for their apps or their ebooks or whatever it is that they want to use yeah. for a group of people and just give tokens, if you like, to people to say you can have this, you can have this, you can have yeah. this. And you can and got track how many you've got. You can you know look at whether you need to buy any more depletion, all of that kind of stuff. It's really that's really useful. Um, well, what's James, the alternative? Sorry, sorry, I was just going to jump back to James actually. Um, yeah, go on. As, as a technical director, so you go, you go back a number of years when our early days as a business. Mm-hmm. Was there a fear around managing their Apple estate at that time, or were they sort of fairly isolated in what we were doing as a, as a wider group at the time? I know we've moved on a lot. Over yeah, yeah. So when you know, if you use us as an example, then we had what a lot of businesses have, which is effectively a clandestine Mac environment where you just kind of have them dotted around, and they're not really managed. They're okay. A couple of people want a Mac, so let them have a Mac, and we won't worry about it. It's only a couple of people. But then what happens with the prevalence of this technology in businesses? is people go, that's really cool, I'd like one of those. And then suddenly you've got more Macs, and then you have more and more and more as it grows. And before you know it, that little clandestine pocket of two, three, four, five people is now 20, 30, 40 people, Mm. Um, which is a real problem when you're trying to conform to things like the GDPR, if you're trying to get things like a cyber essential certification, anything that involves actually being able to manage devices. and we went through that process ourselves. It reached a point where we were thinking, right, we actually need to do something about this. And that was when this technology was just kind of coming to fruition. So we, we learned from the start, basically. We learned by doing it ourselves, having the same problem that pretty much every, every business has when they don't manage things. I did a things then as well. Good. Stuff yeah. and things. things. Yeah. Um, and we, we solved it with you know, things like Apple Business Manager, Mobile Device Management, which is why that's what we preach. Um, we're not just saying it because, you know, it's a strap line or it's a thing we should talk about. It's because we've done it ourselves and it solves a situation. But then it goes back to the maturity of the Apple piece in business, isn't it? Yeah. So so when you talk to customers about those things, it's not um, being sort of landed upon people again. Sorry, what what are you talking about? They they understand that's going to come as part of the conversation because um, it's no longer a a small group within a a, a large organization. We're seeing lots of corporates, lots of SMEs going to the route where they're they're going to roll out a Mac platform across hundreds of people. Yeah, Yeah. and there's also we're talking about who's using the Macs. When you talk about Macs, it's, it's going to be people who are influential or crucial within a business function. Equally now with iPads. Hang on, you know. are you saying people who don't use Macs in a business are yeah. not important? Yeah. Not necessarily. Yeah. <laughs> Evening, I think, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> I think that has changed over like, the last nine years. Holy crap, Tom's speaking. Yeah. Hi, guys. <laughs> um, Welcome to the podcast. Yeah, I think if you, if you go back to, you know, 
we say sort of 10 years, Max would predominantly just be used in, you know, marketing maybe, or be yeah, that very, bit where yeah, again, stuff, yeah, yeah. But, you know, sort of IT managers would just say, right, you know, we'll, we'll give those guys over there, you yeah, know, marketing external can do their own drives or whatever yeah, it might yeah. be, and we'll just keep yeah. them very separate. I think that's where things have changed so much of, of late in terms of bringing those. And, and now, like we say, if you've come from iPhone, how many people in, within businesses have, have got those? And it just is segue into the next thing, um, which is, yeah. is the Mac platform. Um, and that's why, more. you know, Apple have evidently looked at what the issue is and they've solved the issue with things like device enrollment, which is previously DEP or device enrollment program. Um, we're not going to go into that into too much detail because we've actually done a whole separate podcast oh. that basically covers, I know how much you love talking about it. Yeah, well, yeah. never mind. Um, so we're not going to linger on that too long, but basically this completes the cycle of, you know, you've got all these people that have Macs and they're growing and growing and growing. And then when you want to deploy Macs on mass, Macs on mass, that's a really weird thing to try and say. Macs on mass. Um, lots of Macs. Lots, <laughs> lots of Macs and stuff and things. Um, you can do it in an, an easy way. It's like a straight out of the box process. Um, the user can provision their device themselves, etc. cetera. Um, but it, it kind of fills that gap amongst uh, managing devices and purchasing apps and books and all the other stuff you need. But actually being able to provision them automatically and easily is a, is a really, really cool thing. Um, so one of, the, one of the things we wanted to mention is just sort of make a point about what mobile device management actually is, because there might be people watching or listening that, um, that don't know. We've said MDM a couple of times. So have you got a, got a quick one-liner? A quick one-liner. Uh, yeah. Um, it, it's basically stuff that enables you to do the stuff and things you need to do on your stuff. <laughs> of course. It's, it's, well it's, a, it's, it's a framework, right? MDM is a framework that works across lots of different devices, and it covers the things like uh, remote locking your device, wiping your device, the kind yeah. of things that consumers will be familiar with find my phone that kind of thing yeah um and there is more to it behind the scenes but that the, the basic mdm framework covers those elements or those those features yeah but for me i think we are beyond mdm now i think we're talking about ecosystem oh, back to ecosystems yeah ecosystem based solutions mm -hmm. so we're not just finding a device that's lost we're doing something proactive yeah, with it, and we can talk about that a little bit later what on. What about pushing out sort of applications and and policies exactly. and things like yeah. that? So I, I, that's the thing. Going back to our, our early days, I presume was probably some of the pressure points for yourself. Is how do you enforce the policies we put we put across the rest of the the the, the, the family here? Yeah, uh, but not being able to to do the same to the Mac users. Yeah, it was one of those things that we just kind of had a load of separate Apple IDs with credit cards credit cards attached mm. to them, and you'd kind of ad hoc purchase Tom probably remembers this because you've, you've been here longer than I have yeah, I think absolutely. as well actually um, and Don't we were going Tom, you look very young <laughs> <laughs> yeah we were kind of wandering around going right whose credit card are we buying this app on and everything and that was an absolute nightmare but now we're you know we have a, a self-service app catalogue we've got controlled and measured app deployments based on which particular role someone does or contextually even to a specific person because one of the things we haven't got on the on the list to talk about was worth a mention is accessibility. Mm -hmm. So Apple mm -hmm. have done a really, really good job of putting tons of accessibility features in to all of their products. And MDM kind of allows you to target a specific device owned by a specific user and say, this person has accessibility requirements. So deploy those automatically to that person. Mm. And that's kind of a, a, a bit of a game changer because you wouldn't you wouldn't have been able to do that a few years ago. And then flip that around, there's sort of uh, an, an IT team making a decision what devices they're going to purchase. Yeah. If they have those needs, in regards to not just the great things the Mac, the Mac environment does, 
those for the, those for me are, are literally are, are, are sort of a, a game changer, aren't they? Because mm, yeah. you go and yeah. buy those products and services elsewhere, they're going to be a huge cost uh, to to your business. Yes, there's a reason for doing that, but in this way, I, and, and that's one thing I really think I'm really impressed with what, what Apple have done over over the recent years, uh, over the last sort of 18 months, really, isn't it, around, around that? Yeah, absolutely. So one thing I wanted to touch on, I'm just conscious of time because we could talk about this for literally hours, as we do every day anyway, um, is from a, a strategy point of view, Keith, I know you have these conversations with people quite a lot, is yeah, you know, there's quite a few classic ones over the last few weeks where someone will say, right, we've got all these iPhones, what do we, what do, we do with them now? Like, yeah. We don't manage them, or we've got these Macs, or we've got this... Obviously, we've just talked about the solution and the fact that MDM is a thing and Apple Business Manager is a thing, mm. but there's always, there always needs to be a strategy around it, right? And there very rarely is. Simple <laughs> as that. <laughs> um, yeah. It's yeah. when I have conversations, it, 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 it appears sometimes it is rocket science when you speak to somebody who works in an IT environment and you say, so what needs to happen for the people that use the devices, what yeah. makes them successful, which is where we come from yeah. and where Steve Jobs originally said, you know, start with the user, what are they trying to achieve? And when I'm talking to um, uh, IT people, I, I'm, I'm saying to them that, what do your guys need to do with their devices? And, and interestingly, I see there is almost two camps. There is a help desk mindset and then there's an infrastructure mindset. Yeah infrastructure want everything controlled because that's where they're coming from it's infrastructure we, we want that structure controlled yeah help desk are like i want the fewest calls possible and everybody being able to do what they need to do yeah and and those can almost be against each other the great thing is is that with with the tools we have is we can have that conversation with someone who's going to use the device and say what do you need to do yeah, what do you actually Monday, want to Tuesday, Wednesday, yeah. Thursday, Friday, yeah. with the it people for which they'll be taking copious notes and thinking and the net result is, is if we do that, at the end of it, the IT people are going to be really happy because yeah. there's less people ringing up with problems. I can't do this thing I wanted to do. Well, you're not supposed to do that, but I need to do it. Circular conversation keeps yeah. on going round. No, that's interesting because it's, it's uh, a lot of the, the time when someone's considering something like device management or uh, an ecosystem change or something like that, it's easy to miss the whole, what are we actually trying to achieve conversation, which is... A really, really important thing for anybody that's sort of listening or watching, if you're if you're considering putting this technology in, really, really nail your strategy first, mm. um, and then you'll have a much, much easier that's, life. That's where our teams can help. You know, we've got, yeah, we've got sort of four individuals around the, around here today talking, but reality is we've got a wider team and breadth of knowledge that actually can can guide and steer a business down that down that road. Yeah. Two reasons we do it already, and secondly, we've done it for ourselves, so mm. we've got experience in two camps and, and can share that knowledge. Yeah. Well, there's a multitude of customers yeah. with tons of different environments and absolutely. Needs I, and I wants think that's, and all that that's stuff. a thing from from us. It is easy to do, um, yeah. but it's still feared the unknown of the people who haven't done it before. Although yeah. Yeah. most of those people have used the technology in a probably in a, in a personal way. They've never delivered that in 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 a business way. So we we've got two two rows, haven't we? We've got the end user, and they want to be more productive. They want to have the the, the the user user choose a device, you know, yeah. and um, et cetera, et cetera. And then you've got the the IT team who need to manage that. And we can help those in both camps. And I think that's a some some. I think we, we're able to do that because of the products more than us as an individual team. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So. On the basis, there's a couple of other bits to talk about. Again, this is something I love talking about this stuff, and I think it's it's such a, a valuable topic. One of the things that always comes up is, okay, right, so now we've had the strategy conversation as a business. We've uh, made an ecosystem decision, and we've decided we want to put you know Apple devices in. Um, we know what Apple Business Manager is. We have a plan for mobile device management. Now, 
how do we pay for it all? Um, that's where the device as a service piece comes in, right? A device as a service has been muted around for so many years now. And I think everyone's got an opinion what device as a service is. It's everything um, as a service. That's now, right. Yeah. yeah. And you, just don't pay capital for it, pay over an operating budget. So um, we, we are very sort of grown up here in the way we approach and, and deliver a device to service. Yes, from our ac- academic background, we've been doing it previously in a s- different skies. But now and now we're bringing more and more of our own services into the fold, mm. how we can wrap that in. So it, how, how much, it, how easy can it be to talk to a customer about you can have that Mac for X pounds per day, per hour, per user? What's the, the strap line you've got for that? Is it... So- Something about a cup of coffee, right? Um, I can't. I can't mention that about coffee. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's a for for for, for a, a coffee a day. So if your employees are not uh, uh, worthy of a coffee a day, um, you need to sort of probably a week. Sorry, not a day, a week. That's oh, a week. Um, okay. Yeah. So um, it's even better. Yeah, it's even, even better. better yeah. 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 Month is even better if we go with that route. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, so we can play on the numbers, but reality is, is wrapping that up into a, an, an understandable package. Um, the reason why we can do it, and Tom can speak about this in a minute, about sort of the residual value at the, at the end of life of a device, yeah. how we take the, the operating cost, the capital cost of the device, you're wrapping some services, including MDM with Jamp, uh, also other elements we do as is, is management. Yeah, of, pretty much of, everything that completes yeah, the, cor- the correct, system. Yeah. Right? And then you, you take the RV position in a period of time, say in three years' time, deduct some of that from the front number, divide it up by X number of months, weeks, whatever you're going to budget for, your your acquisition of that device is going to be a lot cheaper than uh, capital capital deployed because you, we're building the RV into that in that conversation. Can I yeah, quickly yeah. raise your hand? Your hand. Yeah. I'm yeah. raising my hand hand here. Yeah, five <laughs> radio. That's twice you, or three times you said RV. Yeah, residual like, value. Residual value. Yeah, and yeah. that's what, that's important for Apple products, right? Yeah, um, no, it's, 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 if I'm honest, it's Apple to all products, but uh, sorry, it's a it's a benefit to all products. But reality is Apple. Um, has the highest residual value of any IT uh, product on the marketplace. Yeah. And Tom, Tom can explain that a little bit further why. So I don't want to sort of com- complicate what I'm trying to do, which is already complicated. <laughs> so <laughs> Loads of financing so, numbers. So if, if, you're, if you're talking about a strategy of a business, one, a change is a cost. So how do you mitigate some of that? We build in a model with devices as a service where we can mitigate some of those costs over, over a, a monthly, quarterly, annual payment. But secondly, when you actually... Um, rack up or rack down regards to that so we can build in some bridges in there so 10% up 10% down you don't pay anymore Mr. Customer but you get new devices added to your portfolio and then we then you claw back that that, that cost at the end of agreement etc etc or more importantly you know if I'm going to employ 10 new people how much is it going to cost me from IT? Yeah. And that's probably one thing a lot of businesses still struggle to today is understanding what is the cost of IT to us as an individual. Yeah, so effectively what you're doing then is taking the cost of a, a device, lopping off that residual value bit at the end, um, which we will come to you talking about that, Tom, I promise. Good, definitely. No, I'm really looking forward to that. <laughs> There's a reason um, for him being. And here. then you're effectively splitting the rest of that out uh, across a number of months. So you have a nice easy calculation that you can do that says... Each employee I have cost me this much in IT per mm-hmm. month. Um, you add things on like national insurance and the other kind of stuff that you have to you have to pay for as a business. Like salary is obviously a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it makes your your forecasting or your cost forecasting as a business really really easy compared to how it is now when it's all tied up in capital purchases and then you're looking at what um, your life cycle is in the machines and when you're going to have another capital purchase etc cetera, etc. Cetera. It wraps it all up in one neat package. The same way, lots of companies are doing subscription services for everything now. So it's basically. But also, that, right? also think about is that um, as a new employee, what, what's 
what's the most negative thing you rack up on your first day and you get a two-year-old laptop given to you and mm. it's still got login details yeah. from someone else the, it's yeah. on your desk with no lead and no it's, it's, it's not a great experience if you're still giving someone's out of the box net new but reality is those older devices that, that, that someone's left and left the device behind they don't don't get lost in in in, in the program we can then remarket those uh, data rise and, and Thomas speak about that and all those all those compliant things and so we might just make our customers very safe yeah. so we can give them a service all wrapped around service around the device we talk a lot about the devices and how good they are and the impact on the business the user chooser models and and you work anywhere benefits but reality is as a Tama we have the skill set around this table and the wider business deliver the solutions to make this uh, a viable proposition. Yeah, yeah and I, th- I think also we talked a lot there about the, the financial side of that from device as service, but also wrapping in those other services with it as well. It takes away that concern or it just gives that sort of peace of mind that, you've, you've, you know, great, we've got the device, but you're also wrapping into that, the, the mobile device management. So it's, you know, it's it's not just the financial benefit. You're Absolutely. also yeah, then going, right, I, you know, you can really trust and ensure that going down this route I've, I've got everything as part of it and it's just one you know the financial bit is the, the sort of the bolt onto the top of it so while we've got your talk you talking and you're on a roll now <laughs> right so we've gone through the process in terms of what a, a business's process would go through if they're adopting apple technology into their estate so we've made a decision about we want you know great employees we want to keep the best employees we want to give people choice so we've made a, an ecosystem decision We've now made a decision on how we're going to manage everything. So we're going to make sure that we wrap everything up in a nice, secure, tight, GDPR, Cyber Essentials compliant way to deploy apps, settings, all of that kind of stuff. We figured out how we're going to finance it. What happens at the end of the life of that device? Like, do you want to talk us through the process of this device is now three years old, for example? What do you do? Yeah, that's <laughs> very, very good question. Um, so yeah, I guess you know, d- device at, at kind of three years old, typically you sort of, you're out of warranty. Um, yeah. There's potentially the issue to start things are slowing down. There might be some more support costs and everything that goes with it. So really three years is looking at from a sort of optimal um, refresh. So what we- Just to clarify, is, that, is that what you'd suggest? Is it three years? Is it, can you sweat them a bit more? Yeah, you, you can. Um, I think three years is really looking at that optimal point, I guess. It's, okay. I guess like, like other items, a, a, a substantial drop off in its value. You know, like a car, you drive out the showroom, it's it's fairly yeah, okay. similar in, in technology. Um, but that three year point is, is is kind of sweet spot because it's still able to use the latest operating system. It's, mm-hmm. it's still got all the, the benefits there. Um, after that period, you start to look at support and you know it's how long it's been used, you know, battery life, things like that, where there's some additional cost to it. So three years is, is optimal. Um, what we then look to do is, as part of that is go, okay, well, what, what value can we realize from that device? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's firstly making sure that device is completely clear of, of any customer data um, and having you know very strict process in place from right the way through to getting that device collected um, you know I was taking responsibility for the data that's on that you have like and trackers and stuff in the van absolutely that, yeah so, that you know, amazed me when clear. I heard about that so literally it leaves a customer's site and that customer knows where that product is absolutely at yeah. any time so we, we as soon as we arrive at that customer site we're we're effectively taking responsibility for that device. We're, they're signing over ownership um, to, to ourselves. We're, we're taking satellite track vehicles. We're taking security cleared staff. And it's, you know, we're not stopping at other places on the way. It's it's door to door, even to the point, you know, we've got two guys in the vehicle to make sure that if we do need to stop, um, you know, at any point where the vehicle breaks down, that there's always someone, someone with it. Um, 
it's then comes back and goes through a, a full sort of data erasure process so that's accredited um we typically utilize blanco um which is is approved um so it gives you the, the we directive data destruction certificate at the end right yeah absolutely um so at the end of that you've got a, a certified um data erasure so that you know it's almost your sort of guarantee that there's there's no way that there's any data left on this device. Uh, it's almost an insurance policy in many ways. It's yeah. insured for, you know, I think it's $10 million and, and never okay. ever has anyone had to call off against yeah, it. Yeah, I hope it's, not. It's, it's <laughs> so, um, you've never been able to forensically, if it's forensically irretrievable, the data is okay. destroying it. Um, huh. And then what we then look to do is obviously where can we realise that the best value from that device is ultimately remarketing it, um, providing a second use. So, um, you know, that's, predominantly in sort of UK that the markets and, and different areas but you know that there is still this ecosystem is attractive mm -hmm. and you know there's there's always people that are wanting to sort of go down that route and you know even people if, do aspire to own Apple didn't they so they e do even Absolutely. in the, um, yeah. the um, used market um so okay. it, you know it's it's then that value can then be utilized and, and brought back into into the business so if we're talking about then swapping over the device and you get a, a brand new shiny one rather than that new, having to pay the, the full value of that brand new device, you're only paying the difference between what you've been able to realise from its resale and, and yeah. the price. So it's, it, you're paying less than... So take what Tom just said there. Imagine that onto a device-to-service model, yeah. you're not paying the full recommended retail price or, or the cost of the device. You're paying a, a, a reduced amount because we've offset previous technology. Because we know there's going to be residual value. That's correct. There, yeah. And then brings that, that, that cost down. So the conversation you now have with a client is so different, isn't it? Is where potentially... Oh, um, we, we're going to buy it. We're going to buy a lot more assets. We actually can guide them down the road and saying, you know what, you get good value for this because we do that. But actually, what about investing in mobile technology, in, in iPad as well, yeah. and seeing how you can utilize that in your working environment? So we can help people down that journey by just utilizing the great service we've got in house. So yeah, effectively, also, we make the whole thing just one nice process from start to finish yeah, when it great. comes to yeah, making a decision, buying the device, hooking it all up, making sure it works, taking it back at the end, mm -hmm. doing the data destruction stuff making that you know an official process that is ratified that you get certification for and then taking that fund and then putting it back into going again with new devices and so the cycle continues yeah and we can also do that up front so if, if people want to take that you know typically there's going to be devices within within an organization if, if they're going to look to move to this device as a service yeah. offering you know collectively probably within that business there's going to be existing devices so we can look to understand what they are and then whatever we can realize value from that, build that again into the device as a service. We understand the, the assets and, and the, the, the give that value back to the organization. Mm. And then that, that rolls back into the team I work within and then with Keith and, and, and how, we, we, how we approach that back to our clients. Yeah. It's such a strong proposition. And that rolled up with, with device as a service and, and mobile device management as a, there you go, you're paying this ongoing. Yeah. Yeah, per, pound per week, per month, whatever it may be. Um, this makes the decision process a lot easier for people to yeah. move into and, Apple. And just managing that as well just takes up yeah. such less, you know, having to worry about when different agreements expire. Yeah, and what do I do here? This, what yeah, it, does right. that. it yeah. just simplifies things. It, so it, much. it comes to a similar kind of thing. When, when you speak to the, when I speak to these customers, nobody wants responsibility for that, really. No, that's the last thing anybody wants to, to look at. They've got something else more important they want to do. So mm -hmm. having coming to a partner or a customer with a life cycle process is music to most people's ears. Yeah, it's like, yeah, oh, great. don't need to worry about that then. They're great. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. On that note, I think we've uh, we've now 
expired in terms of time. Oh, I hope not. I feel, like I, I feel like I'm still alive. There we have. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll do some more of these. We've got another one of these coming up in the next few months as well. So we'll go into a lot of this in a bit more detail. But ultimately, that is that for that episode. Thanks, Thanks James. Thank you. Thanks to everybody for listening. Thank you for watching and breaking the fourth wall at the end there. Yeah, you can. Oh, in fact, actually, we've got on a time of water bowl. Hold on a sec. Matt, you getting this? Just. There Perfect. we go. <laughs> on brand all round. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So um, if you'd like any more information about any of the topics that we've covered today, either get in touch with your account manager or go to atama.tech, which is A-T-A-M-A dot T-E-C-H, and click the contact button in the top right-hand corner of the page. Thank you very much, everyone. Thank you. Right. Cheers.